All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault behind the vault door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. I uh, don't know if you're going to be listening to this in the mornings or the evenings. Uh, I've been doing these podcasts at night, and I enjoy doing them at night. It gives me an opportunity to relax a little bit and speak to you guys. Uh, yeah. If you're still interested in listening, because uh, sometimes I wonder whether or not anybody's listening. I definitely want to see you guys start to spread this stuff around. If you uh, like what you're hearing in the podcast, you enjoy it, uh, get it around. If you work in a gun store and you listen to the podcast, tell the people that come into your store about us. Uh, we're really looking forward to more people uh, being made aware of us. If you head into your local gun store, you might find that uh, if uh, they're one of the ones that we pay visits to on a more frequent basis, you'll find Canadian Gun Vault stickers. Uh, vinyl stickers that you can place on, you know, uh, your uh, range cases and uh, certainly on safes. They look really good on those. Uh, I've seen people put them on vehicles. I, I don't actively encourage that. Uh, <clears throat> I don't discourage it either. But at the same time, you know, uh, it's definitely definitely one of those things you got to think about, you know, security issues. Uh, placing a sticker on your car where people ordinarily see it might be might be a sign of, you know, guns being in the house, which could draw unnecessary attention to you. If you have a garage, that's fine. Uh, you know, I love the people, the idea of people putting them on their cars is really cool. But, you know, to be fair, uh, I wouldn't recommend the practice. And, and certainly, uh, you know, you do what you want. Everybody makes a decision. I've become, you know, this Canadian gun vault uh, entity, and I certainly have pictures taken of my face uh, I assume so you know certain security risks by doing this uh, not something I encourage everybody else to do just something to think about and uh, don't mean to start this thing off with a uh, dark note but these are the important things we have to think about as gun owners it's really necessary that we think a few steps ahead you know exercise necessary precautions be practical you know, uh, it's not the kind of thing that you shout out at the top of your lungs. Uh, but if you find good people in your life that think that they're you know, capable of handling the information, uh, you know, share that with them. I, I really want to see this uh, thing grow. And in order to do that, it requires you guys to share it. And you can put it on the forums. You can uh, mention it to your friends. You can uh, send it off and forward podcasts to people for their listening pleasure. <laughs> And maybe they'll hear a little something that uh, you know might educate them and uh, entertain them at the same time. I really like the idea of you know using these different formats I have available to me to um, further uh, the spreading of our uh, very positive message about the firearm community. So if you want to do your part, definitely put uh, that uh, out there for people to see uh, and you know share it with people. Uh, I want to see us get around. Anyway, I'll do a happier note. I'm thinking of instituting a new initiative at the Canadian Gun Vault. And it came with the arrival of this really cool uh, Beretta pistol, you know, that uh, came through my hands. And the uh, the owner of the pistol has been nice enough uh, to offer it up for <laughs> a little shooting contest, which I think is really cool. Um, I haven't been on the line as much as I'd like to be. I definitely would like to spend a little bit of time. Um, out there practicing before I engage in this activity. But we've come up with a new initiative that I think people are going to enjoy. Uh, we're going to select certain locations uh, around the southern Ontario area. I'm going to be uh, spending a little time shooting this Beretta. Uh, it's a little 22 caliber Beretta. I believe it's the Model 71. And actually, it's the 75. So it's the, it's the target model, I guess. Um, it would have been a... Uh, you know, a subcompact gun with a barrel that ended at the end of the slide. It's a semi-automatic, you know, Beretta-style pistol. It looks like a little miniature 92, which is really cool. 
Um, it's so small. Uh, it sits in your hand like <laughs> it's it's tiny, uh, and yet it has this long protruding barrel. And I mean, if you go look it up online, uh, the Beretta seventy five, it's a, it's a really cool piece. Uh, the sights are horrible. I'm not gonna lie; they're uh, so low profile and so old school. I mean, you can you can definitely see that this thing is from you know a different time in uh, target shooting. But uh, nonetheless, it's a very cool uh, twenty two caliber piece. It's got this. Uh, this finger rest on the magazine built into the butt plate that makes it like really look and feel like a James Bond gun, which I think is really cool. And it's all black. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's in 22 makes it kind of fun to shoot. Uh, you know, I've only shot it once. I, I just recently got the magazine for this. Uh, you know, the collector who bought it, bought it without a magazine and then gave it over to uh, us and said, you know, do what you want with it. Uh, you know, anything that promotes the cause. So I thought, well, why not give people an opportunity to win it, you know? And I'm thinking that's, you know, that, that, that'd be a pretty neat contest prize. Uh, it's, it's a really cool little gun, and I'd like to offer that up to, you know, any restricted license holder uh, in southern Ontario or, or any from any other area, quite frankly, if they're willing to make the trek. But we're going to select certain locations, and we're going to do um, what, what's essentially going to be is a little uh, racing for slips. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, this one's been given over to me to use. I got a magazine for it. Uh, you know, I'm, I am going to practice with it. Uh, if you're going to have an opportunity to win this thing, I, I better be a half-decent shot. Not give it away to the first person that steps in line. But uh, if you think you got some shooting skills uh, and you want to come out and, uh, you know, take a stab at uh, winning a uh, Beretta 75. And if you go look it up online, it's a really cool little pistol. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly not, you know, an overly expensive piece, but I think it'd be, it would be one that would be kind of fun to win. And of course, if you show up, you know, uh, <clears throat> we're, we're going to have to actually, uh, make use of a range. So if you want to show up for a chance to, uh, win this pistol, uh, we're going to select certain locations. Uh, I, I'm sure there'll be a guest fee involved. I'll ask you to bring that. Uh, that'll be your uh, price of entry. If uh, you want to come up and uh, take a shot at winning this gun, uh, we're going to have to set up some kind of uh, course parameters. It'll be like a bullseye-style competition. There'll be no running and changing magazines. Uh, for those of you that have visions of maybe doing you know, uh, a forward barrel roll with this gun uh, in competition style shooting. No, we're just going to do a regular old fashioned uh, target shoot. I I'm thinking it'll be uh, something to the effect of, you know, 40 feet, uh, you know, two magazines or 20 rounds, uh, you know, whatever comes first. I'm not sure what this, uh, this piece, uh, but we'll shoot. And if you can outshoot me and outscore me in the uh, target, uh, you'll uh, have an opportunity to win this pistol. Uh, I'm really excited about doing this. I think that it's one of those things that uh, just uh, was brought to my attention might be kind of cool, and why not? So uh, you'll have your chance, folks. Uh, definitely want you to uh, be on the lookout on our Instagram page uh, and on our Facebook. We'll uh, make an announcement. Uh, you know, sometime probably I would think sometime after Christmas might be practical. Uh, I don't want you guys drifting away from your wives and families too close to Christmas to go shooting. I I'm sure that. Uh, that might not go over very well, <laughs> or or maybe it would. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe just to start off slow, uh, to have just a few people show up. Uh, I mean, if you want an opportunity to win this thing, yeah, you'll have to come. Uh, we'll definitely make that announcement sometime soon, and uh, we'll let you know where it's going to be and what time it's going to be at, and uh, you can attend, and we can uh, get this ball rolling because I think this will be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, other items in the news today. There was a poll. 
apparently a uh, poll that was generated uh, to see who was in favor of uh, more uh, more restrictive gun controls or or relaxed gun controls. I guess the poll gave uh, people one of three choices uh, to to either uh, vote in favor of you know. Uh, more relaxed gun controls, uh, or that you think that ones more, that should be more restrictive should be implemented. Uh, then there's the they're just fine category. And so this poll was brought to my attention, and <laughs> I uh, couldn't resist. I pointed the population in like three posts at uh, at this poll, and then all of a sudden we did this like massive turnaround. <laughs> in this Y108 poll, uh, which is one of our local radio stations. You know, and, and, and uh, if I remember correctly, a good one. Uh, I don't listen to the radio much. Uh, my, my, my duties uh, as the Canadian Gun Vault kind of take, uh, take me away sometimes from things I could enjoy, like good music and uh, a radio station. I find myself uh, talking on the phone a lot and uh, spending a lot of time on computers and tablets. Uh, my head down quite a bit. Uh, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely something that you know. It, it definitely got my interest. Uh, why not get involved in a poll? So I, I pointed the audience at it, and of course the numbers suddenly get all messed up. Um, you know, you've got. I think we went from like most people were in favor of you know more restrictive controls to all of a sudden, uh, you know, like fifty-seven percent said we need to relax the laws and <laughs> and and you know uh 39 percent said you know uh, you know they're they're fine the way they are and then there was like this like measly like seven or eight percent saying you know like no we need more restrictive gun controls like we completely obliterated that poll uh you know i don't know if that was us i can't you know lay claim to that but i mean it just isn't it kind of funny that you know the number of people that went to the poll and participated in the poll suddenly changed and you know we changed the uh, outcome of that poll so i'm i'm not saying we should like always be on the lookout for these things but we should probably always be on the lookout for these things so i really appreciate the person that brought that to my attention um you know what it uh, it, it was really critical you know to to know that uh you know certain social media are, are you know using uh, their platform to promote certain things or to or to conduct polls you know simple polls uh we at any time can you know vote uh i don't encourage people to vote more than once i have seen that practice uh done by the other side and i don't uh i don't endorse it <clears throat> if uh you know if you find yourself presented with an opportunity to vote twice don't do it uh, I'd rather that, you know, nobody come back later and say, look, they actually voted twice and screwed up this, uh, you know, uh, big win. I mean, if we're able to vote, we vote. And if you come across a poll, you know, participate in it and spread it around. Uh, definitely bring it to my attention if you, uh, if you can. Uh, if you know other people that watch the internet very closely for this sort of thing, please, uh, you know, direct them to our channel. Uh, we like to stay upbeat on the, uh, you know, latest and the greatest. So I can't be everywhere at once. I certainly can't be reading all the time and, uh, and behind the camera too. So if you can bring that stuff to my attention, that's a big help. People are always asking me, how, how can I help? Um, you know, that's one way you can help. Uh, sending in photos is always nice. Uh, please indicate if you want to be identified or not. <clears throat> and take them in well-lit areas. Uh, preferably outdoors is always nice. Uh, you know, there's, 
there's a few that have taken like incredible photos of fantastic guns and I'm just not able to use them um, because they're not they're not in the correct lighting when I say correct lighting like I mean I can't have a big arm uh, a shadow of an arm uh, over top of them and you know uh, I, you know I know you can do better so so I'm asking everybody to uh, either take their firearms outside if it's safe to do so and if your neighbor isn't gonna like lose their marbles uh, you know, do that. If you live, you know, out in the, in the rural areas, it's, you know, it can make for some terrifically scenic photos. If you guys want to help me out, that's, that's always a big help. Uh, you know, if you could take your favorite rifle someplace and, uh, you know, shoot me a DM, uh, I'll see to it that, uh, you know, it goes up on the page, uh, and, and definitely, uh, love to give you credit, but, uh, you know, not everybody's comfortable with that. So I'm cool with, you know, whatever you want. And let's see, what else? You know, when I usually get up here, I like to, uh, like to think about something that makes uh, the firearm community really special. You know, because it is different. Uh, you know, I spoke, spoke to a buddy of mine the other day uh, who told me that I have been part of, you know, a lot of different communities. You know, and this is a very, this is a very talented young man. Uh, you know, driven. You know, intelligent. Uh, great to talk to. Uh, obviously a competitor, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he has his credentials and I'm sitting, sitting with him and I'm thinking, yep, <clears throat> there's a good chance that this kid could be a national champion. He's got the drive, he's got the talent, he's got the genes. And he's sitting with me and I'm really excited uh, because I got an opportunity to sit next to what potentially could be, the, you know, a future national champion one day. And I mean, I told him that and he blushed, you know, like any champion would, but I can tell that he's going to get there. Uh, in a very short period of time, this kid has like really stepped up in competition. I saw him move uh, in a short video clip. Uh, you know, after knowing him for a while, I didn't have an opportunity to review uh, you know any of his footwork and him on the uh, firing line and uh, moving and shooting. But when I did, uh, I was really blown away. This kid moves like a cat. Like I mean, he's got super long legs, and every stride is like two of a normal person's. And he's fast with the gun, quick on the draw, and he's uh, he's able to hustle out there, you know. And I'm definitely thinking that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, down the road in the competitive circuit. So I'm uh, really excited. I'm sitting down with this young man, and I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, you know, uh, this is uh, this is potentially going to be that meeting we talk about years from now when I say, holy cow, I remember when.' Uh, you know, I'm I'm a little bit older than this guy, and uh, you know, it shows in the way he moves. And I'm sitting down with him, and he tells me. Uh, that he's engaged in other activities, you know, physically demanding activities, uh, things that require uh, dedication and, you know, uh, the building of a skill set. And he does, he does run down this list and he excels, uh, you can tell. And he doesn't even need to tell me that for me to know. And he tells me in the middle of all this, he says, there is something terrifically special about the firearm community. There's something about it. And I've been part of so many different groups, and you know, there's nothing like this. And to hear that, uh, you know, from this, uh, you know, incredible young man, and uh, definitely a, uh, you know, a really bright uh, beacon for us to follow. Like, I mean, clean cut. Uh, he's a bit edgy, but like you, you can tell, he carries himself with pride. Uh, met him through his older brother. Uh, had no idea. You know that this kid was going to be uh, a superstar, and that's and that's the way I see him. Like he moves so fast, people can't keep up. <clears throat> and he just started. 
So we're really pleased to bring you, you know, uh, Two-Eyed Practical. Uh, my buddy Marky, and I'm really excited to uh, see him out there uh, on the line. We're going to be following him with a camera. Uh, we still got to uh, talk about some of the finer details of, of doing this, but we got to set up a, uh, you know, a course of fire, and I can't wait to uh, showcase uh, this kid's talent. So I'm sitting there with this young man, and he's telling me that the firearm community is just such a special place. And why is it? You know, uh, you know, just incredible people, diverse group, accepting, welcoming. I mean, he's going through this list of, like, really awesome qualities. And I'm thinking, yep, that's it. Yep, you got it. You know, he, he understands, you know, that the firearm community is an uh, incredibly special one. You know, uh, people from all age groupings and uh, you know, ethnic backgrounds are getting together and enjoying this great activity and hurting nobody. And they're having a, a fantastic time and somebody would want to come along and wreck that. And, you know, and, and, and in comes the government. I mean, nobody's really told us what they're doing yet. So, I mean, we're definitely getting to the point now where I'd like to know. Uh, you know, enough times passed, they should have some idea of what's coming down the pike. Uh, I think that we should turn to our lobby group leaders and ask them what's going on right now. You know, uh, definitely got to spend some time uh, with the people from the CCFR and find out what their take is on the uh, latest items. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I'll give Tracy Wilson a call. Uh, I promised myself I wouldn't do that, but that's, you know, that's, that's if they want to include me in some of their activities. But as a paid member, I, I'd like to know what's going on right now. You know, with the uh, government and their plans to uh, execute new firearm regulations. Or, you know, to suggest that they be implemented. Although, I imagine if it's like anything else, uh, they'll try just jamming it down people's throats. And they do have majority government, so they can pretty much get what they want. Uh, I have one friend, a very intelligent friend, that tells me that he sees uh, a full-on ban on semi-automatics coming. And, I mean, he doesn't seem to be wrong that often. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be time to implement that now. It depends on how forceful they are. If they say just turn them in and no compensation, uh, I think people are going to have a problem with that. Uh, do I think that they're going to go that far? Probably not. Uh, I think that we are you know, getting organized and they realize it. I mean, this isn't the time to panic. Uh, this is the time to pull together. So, uh, again... I ask that you uh, spread around uh, our message, uh, let people know who we are, take it back to your gun clubs and your, uh, you know, boards of directors. Uh, let them know that the Canadian Gun Vault is a, a bona fide phenomenon. We are, uh, we are being watched by quite a few people. I'm sure uh, by uh, quite a few parties uh, have got to have interest at this point. Uh, I'm sure we garnered the attention of the RCMP. Uh, God bless the boys. I love uh, those red outfits. Uh, they're <laughs> I, was a, I was a police officer and worked for a service for 20 years. And, I mean, there was something always really cool about that red uniform. Uh, we don't have any grudge against the RCMP, not in this community. Uh, the uh, Canadian Gun Vault uh, community you know, realizes, I think, that the uh, federal police service, uh, you know, certainly the frontliners, have no... Uh, ill feelings towards uh, firearms. It always seems to come from much higher. But uh, I can tell you that, you know, we are friends to the law enforcement community. Uh, we definitely uh, want to promote uh, people understanding what you go through. Uh, it's one of those, uh, you know, delicate subjects uh, that I'm sure doesn't get discussed much. But uh, since I am an ex-police officer, I'd, I'd love, you know, to delve into that at some point uh, a little more deeply. There's a lot of things in uh, police culture that uh, I think people should know about uh, that it's important that they understand the pressures that our uh, frontline personnel 
uh, have to face on a daily basis. And, and you know, the accumulative effects of having to deal with those pressures, uh, it's, it's not unlike appreciating uh, soldiers. You know, they go through quite a lot to, uh, to serve our country, uh, to ensure your safety, and, uh, you know, we, we definitely don't have any grudges against the military. Uh, we'd like to get along with everybody, but certainly uh, I think it's important to appreciate people that really deserve it. Anyway, that's about all the time I have for tonight's Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. I hope you've enjoyed my podcast. And as always, Canada, stay safe, shoot straight.